This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities taking a look at the wheat markets for Friday, March 8th. Well, we're getting a crop report out today. At least the market has that to look forward to. Something to take its minds off the beating it's taken over the last couple weeks. And the market was under pressure again yesterday, at least in the winter wheats. Kansas City and Chicago both down about 12 cents, while Minneapolis was unchanged. So once again, we look at the divergence going on in these markets, spring wheat versus winter wheat, and it's just kind of almost breathtaking when you look at the kind of rally that Minneapolis has had against Chicago and Kansas City both. And it's not because the market is rallying, it's because market is imploding, at least in the winter wheats, where Minneapolis spring wheat is kind of just trading sideways to slightly lower. So, and it, it was again very relevant yesterday. Some, there, there are two things going on in the market. Uh, one of them, of course, is the hedge funds have gotten very aggressive in selling wheat. I think part of that stimulus was basically now the kind of the, the presumption that the U.S.-China trade negotiations really are not going to contain wheat, if, if, if at all, perhaps just a little bit. So that's, that's a pretty disappointing development. The other one is world prices continuing to work their way lower. The, the Black Sea region and especially Russia uh, deeply discounting uh, their prices to try to keep in the competition. Europeans appear to have a bit more wheat available than expected. So world prices have dropped pretty aggressively over the last two to three weeks as well. So that's obviously a huge drag on the market. And then yesterday there were reports that Russia and Ukraine both were offering new crop wheat for July at deeply discounted offers. So that was a pretty big surprise at like uh, 178 to 180. Normally they're about 200 on new crop July. So that's well below what, what they normally do and where current prices are. Spot fob prices also starting to decline uh, again this week down another one after being down eight the previous couple weeks. So we're on a pretty slippery slope here in the wheat space, uh, something we we just didn't expect to see this time of year. We thought the U.S. would pre pretty much be the primary seller, especially of high-quality wheat. And perhaps that's why Minneapolis is holding itself together the way it is. But still, the whole wheat space has, has come under quite a bit of pressure. And it's <clears throat> primarily as uh, world prices have declined and kind of tripping more sell signals from the hedge funds. In export sales yesterday, we actually had a very good number, 826,000 tons sold. That was well above the range of estimates from two to 600,000 tons. Hard red winter wheat made up 38% of the total at 317,000. Egypt was 55,000 of that. In spring wheat, we saw total sales at uh, 211,000 tons. That was 26% of the total. Soft red winter wheat was 172,000 tons. That was 21% of the total. And white wheat at 108,000 tons. That was 13% of the total. Corn sales at 1.25 million tons. That was toward the high end of the range. And soybeans at 383,000 tons. That was about half of the low end of the range from 600,000 to 1.1 million. Now since then we did see China buy a couple hundred thousand tons, about 500,000 tons of beans over the last couple days. So it looks like they're coming back into the market. But still, export sales uh, for wheat, uh, again, very good. And speaking of export sales, we saw that uh, Romania had been part of the sales to Egypt over the last couple months. Of course, that wheat is being delivered and 
uh, Egypt rejected a cargo of Romanian wheat. Uh, they say on falling numbers problems, that would suggest that there's been some sprout damage. And as some have pointed out, that is is probably indicative of the broader region. But nevertheless, it's Romanian wheat that they've rejected. We haven't heard any rejects, rejections for Ukraine or France or Russian wheat. Now with Russia, we knew that they had similar problems. They had rains on, on mature wheat late in the season. So they too were experiencing some sprout damage, but they were able to pull a lot of wheat from northern part of Russia and in particular Siberia, which came on strong late in the season with big production. So we knew that they were pulling a lot of wheat from the interior and blending it off. So likely they're able to satisfy the specs for their customers, whereas Romania really doesn't have that option. Now we're looking at uh, supply demand report out today in their looking for ending stocks and wheat to be up about 10 million tons at 1.02 billion tons. Now some are, were presuming that USDA would lower export sales simply because we we hadn't been all that competitive but after you know after we got the the bulk data uh, finally catching up following the government shutdown export sales were much bigger than expected in that report now it, concurrent export sales reports uh, numbers have been quite good as well so it, you know perhaps USDA is just going to hold those export sales statistics steady maybe they'll even increase them a bit we'll see last month they raised uh, ending stocks because of a drop in planted acres and also a drop in feed use. Here's another little side note here. With the transportation delays that we've seen for corn into the Central Plains and into the Gulf region, uh, feedlots have started to switch back to wheat because, you know, just the the transportation cost for getting corn in there has been, well, you know, if they could get it at all, is very expensive. So they've actually, wheat has become cheaper for them, especially the low pros. Uh, and there's a, f a fair amount of that around the central and southern plains. So that's probably not going to show up in this crop report, but it might. But I think in subsequent, they're going to have to bump that up because, uh, you know, again, it's been fairly widespread that we're hearing uh, feedlots converting back to wheat. And they'll hold wheat in the ration to finish off the cattle. So this is something that becomes more of a long-term decision for them, at least through the, the feeding period of the cattle that they start with the wheat. So there's a fair amount going on. Uh, you know, we're I think the bottom line, though, is obviously the wheat market is under a great deal of pressure. The, the hedge funds have just continued to get kind of uh, feeding on itself. It, as you break into new contract lows, it generates more sell signals. Funds, from what we're seeing, are aggressively short in the Kansas City market. In fact, they're carrying a record net short there. Not quite that case in Chicago. And this is right as you're heading into the growing season. So you got to wonder why they would want to be so aggressive. Granted, we see world prices coming down. We see the U.S. kind of slipping in the competitive rate. And yeah, that would that would be a reason that you would want to be not long wheat and, and probably short, but to be this aggressively short, I think really jacks up their risk, because especially with the kind of crop conditions that we have headed into the growing season. Now, crop condition ratings may not really show that picture and perhaps that's why they're looking at aggressive shorts as well in Kansas City that the crop condition ratings that we've seen so far are much better than a year ago 
so they figure everything's fine but you know you got to take into a, a, a factor that you've got record low hard red winter wheat plantings number one and two part of the reason why you have record low plantings is because the, the the weather was so wet last fall it got in late in particular across much of kansas it got in very late so you're not well established heading into the growing uh, the, the, the dormancy period in, in through much of oklahoma and kansas so we'll see you know we'll see what the crop looks like obviously it's got plenty of moisture uh, to get things going in the spring but it's it's uh, late and it's not it doesn't have a lot of growth to it already I think tillering could be an issue so we'll see we'll see what the weather gives us but I think carrying that aggressive of a short position heading right before you start breaking dormancy just seems to be uh, a much higher risk than would would seem necessary but that's just me so uh, markets obviously due for a bounce here obviously due to come up for air uh, if we get a rally, and if, even if we get a weather-induced rally, I think at this point you're just looking for the market to come back and retest those trading range lows, which the market is now, what, 50, 60 cents below that low. I mean, it's just been a complete wipeout in wheat. Unfortunately, to the downside and to new contract lows, and, um, you know, it's the, the market is, is just reeling here. And I, I think the crop report, you know, maybe you'll put in a low on a crop report. That's not fairly uncommon and especially when you've got so much momentum going to one direction a crop report is a, a pretty good excuse kind of put the final stamp on the move we'll see and that report will be out of course at 10 o'clock mountain time if you have any questions feel free to call me at 1-800-888-9843 this has been louise gartner with spectrum commodities